0: That time, the Sports Talker. Here's TJ Walker. Hello,
1: everybody. Welcome to a Thursday edition of the Sports Talker here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. This might as well be a Friday edition as uh, we'll be out of the studio tomorrow and heading up to South Bend with a lot of friends for the Louisville Notre Dame game. And no, Uh, not a Louisville or Notre Dame fan, but never been there and feel if you're a fan of sports, you've got to take in a game in Notre Dame's stadium and travel to South Bend. And I'm excited to be able to do that for the first time. Uh, So that's why there will be no show Friday. As for today though, we've got plenty to talk about. We're going to talk a little more college basketball, continue that discussion from yesterday. You're going to get your five PTs picks of the week. Uh, it's one of my if you haven't been able to tell it's probably one of my favorite segments uh, that we do in the show just because when you've got a hot streak like this and you're having as good as a year as I'm ha- having it's easy to it's easy to talk about I don't want to do it I hate to do it but we've got to talk a little bit about all this nonsense if Kentucky could beat an NBA team uh, mainly the Philadelphia 76ers there's currently a poll on ESPN with over a hundred thousand votes asking everybody across the country if Kentucky could beat the 76ers. And shockingly, 53% of the country says yes in a seven-game series on a neutral court, Kentucky would win. Just unbelievably stupid. And again, this is coming from somebody that covers Kentucky, covers UK recruiting too, so I know about the freshmen. I know... I know, I know a lot about this Kentucky team. And I know how bad the 76ers are. They've got nine players that were undrafted. But these are still professional players versus college players. And yes, some of these guys on UK could be in the NBA right now. And yes, even some of the freshmen could have bypassed uh, college altogether and been in the NBA. But these are still 28, 29, 30-year-olds. Remember, this Kentucky team... Lost to the Dominican Republic. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. We won't get into it right now. Um, excited to say that doing the show here with Abe the puppy is up and Adam. He was sleeping, hoping he'd sleep through the duration of the show. But right before the show started, he got up. Uh, so he's up and moving around now. We'll see how he behaves and see if that allows him to listen to the entire show. Uh, so watch out for some dog barking in the background because it wouldn't be a sports talker without a little dog barking. Anyways, uh, Yates, how are you?
0: Doing well. How are you?
1: Doing great. How's, how's Twitter treating you? If you missed the show yesterday, ask Yates Wednesday. Two weeks ago, Yates said by yesterday he'd have a Twitter. Uh, I think he made it moments before the show started. Uh, but he followed through and he does have a Twitter now. Yates, how's, how's the tweeting going?
0: Uh, it's fine. I, I, the only tweets that I've tweeted so far have been responses to, A, the accusation that I didn't follow through, and B, Rob Blackhawk's, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a threat, so much as a you better be a, an interesting Twitter personality uh, comment. So, uh, And I have uh, toiled more than I'd like to admit over what I should make my little profile picture. But other but than that, it's been pretty uneventful.
1: I see that you haven't decided on anything just uh, yet. No, it's still, it's,
0: it's still the egg.
1: You have the blue egg, too. So. I don't know how to
0: change the color of the egg. I guess I, I guess you have to find a picture of where somebody's already changed the color because I've searched no. all the settings, and I can't figure out how to change the color of the egg. I changed the background. I put up a, a banner picture, whatever you want to call it, but I can't change the picture of the egg color.
1: I see that. I thought you could change the picture of the egg color. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can, unless they changed it for some reason. Not well, I've, allowing. I've
0: seen it. people with other with eggs that are different colors, but the only thing I can figure is that you like somebody photoshopped it and it's out floating around out there on the internet, and you can just go out and and you download it and upload that as your picture.
1: Maybe, but I think you can change the egg picture. Maybe somebody uh, again. I haven't had to worry about the egg since I got Twitter in 2009. That's crazy to think how long I've been on Twitter. It's kind of sad if you ask me. Um, It's just the show with the puppy here is just going to be a disaster. He's already getting up to no good. I want to know what Abe
0: thinks about the 76ers UK.
1: Well, Abe is actually six months today, uh, turned six months, and we have not gotten him neutered yet. So uh, he is, I guess, oh man, uh, I guess frisky would be, the right word to explain his behavior over the past few days. And it's really out of control. It's, it's immature on his part and he he needs to grow up. Um, And we, we need to make an appointment with the vet. Little does he know. Uh, So that's kind of been the theme of him lately. And I wouldn't be, I mean, he just, he's, Oh, just never get a puppy. (laughs) If You're going to get a dog. Listeners get a dog. That's about a year old, two years old, maybe trained by a professional, uh, anyways, great first segment into the show today. Little, I mean, little does he know. Oh, and there he goes a-tumbling. Anyways, uh, back to some sports talk. Uh, I see you are uh, Twitter, Yates. I hope, yeah, I know you, you've you run the station's Twitter account, but it is a great way to stay up-to-date uh, with sporting news and all that stuff. And uh, we'll, we'll talk, and I like to do segments based on what I see on Twitter, so we'll probably do that later in the show today. UConn Yukon with a was playing basketball when we started the show, and they started around one today, uh, playing College of Charleston, I believe. They were able to pull out that win, and they're playing in the Puerto Rico tip-off classic, and they'll play Dayton. Dayton won on a last-second shot earlier today against Texas A&M. UConn, the defending national champs, obviously losing Shabazz and Apier and DeAndre Daniels. Haven't looked impressive in the few times I've watched them this season, but then again, the, the weird thing about UConn is you could watch them almost any time of the year last year up until the NCAA tournament and really not be impressed with them. So uh, I guess you can't really make too much about them starting the season off slow. They do have Rodney Purvis who is playing now. He was suspended one game. Uh, I love his game. Louisville fans should be re- familiar with Rodney Purvis, and he also uh, originally was – at NC State before transferring. Uh, he looks good, and Bo Wright looks good. But besides that, I, I just don't know what this UConn team is going to have to contribute to the uh, college basketball season this year. Some other news today Thomas Bryant, a 2015 four star center from Huntington Prep there in West Virginia, uh, will unofficially visit Kentucky this weekend. He's a 6'10", 230-pound uh, center. He's probably a little bit bigger than that, to be honest. Got to watch a lot of him this summer in Peach Jam. He plays on the same team as Cech Diallo, who's a five-star power forward that Kentucky's been in on uh, for a while now. And honestly, there were times and there were games where I thought Thomas Bryant was a bit more impressive than Cech Diallo. And overall, you know, Diallo is the better player and certainly the better defender. But Thomas Bryant is the better offensive player right now. Um, just not as good as a defensive player. So it's interesting to see him visit. He doesn't have a Kentucky offer, but maybe that comes. I get the sense that he's a backup option. Kentucky's going after a ton of frontcourt players, so they really, really would have to swing and miss a few times to uh, to, you know, maybe go all in on Thomas Bryant. But they could do a lot worse than him. Uh, he plays very, very tough a high motor and a really physical player. I mean, he has no problem fouling out. And, you know, that might not necessarily always be a great thing. But to be that physical, it can be impressive. Uh, It it will allow him to come in from day one, wherever he goes to college and body up bigger guys and not get pushed around. And yeah, he's got to work on staying out of foul trouble. But I I do think that says something about a player to, you know, have no fear and being able to really go after somebody want to hear what you have to say in today's show, what's going on. I'm going to give – we're going to talk a little bit about Louisville-Notre Dame, and you know we like to keep a check on Louisville, and we'll, we'll talk about that game later in the show. Uh, we'll give a prediction later. You can tweet into the show at T. Walker Rivals, text whatever it takes. We'd love to hear from you. And, again, we'll get the picks of the week later into the show stove texts in the g- chat and says TJY is a four star even stepping foot on UK's campus uh, remind you that Charles Matthews is a four star He was a five star when he committed to Kentucky but hasn't been uh, super impressive since then and is down to a four star but uh, Thomas Bryant, you could really make a case as a five star he, he is better than some guys on that list and to give you an idea of the schools that Thomas Bryant that are really going after Thomas Bryant, Indiana, uh, has made him a big priority. Florida is after him. Missouri has Huntington Prep's old coach, Rob Ful- Fulford, uh, now is an assistant coach. So they've been in on him. Ohio State, Syracuse, obviously the West Virginia is going after him. Kansas is interested. Kentucky is interested, and he's heard some rumblings from Duke and UNC. Uh, we'll see who all gets involved. But again, a really good big guy, a really, really talented big guy. And it's kind of the preference of big guys that I like. Again, big, physical, and kind of has an attitude about him. Kind of, you know, reminded me a little bit of Demarcus Cousins. It's not nearly as skilled, uh, but body type and, again, demeanor on the court, very similar. Uh, so keep an eye on that. And uh, it'll be interesting. Recruiting news has been slow this week, trust me, and with it being my job, it's. Uh, not much has come out of basketball recruiting since last week's early signing period where there was obviously plenty of news and UK signing two players uh, a little slower this week, but high school season starting. So it, it will stay quiet, relatively quiet, uh, maybe for a month or two, but as the basketball season goes on and we start to get a better idea of who may go pro for Kentucky and who may go pro for other schools, uh, then you'll, hear, you'll start hearing some more news Uh, So curious to see how that goes. Brun DMC texting into the show. Can you imagine if you were ranked based on your academic performance in high school? Once I scored well in the ACC, ACT, I stopped caring and probably slipped to a (laughs) two-star. That would be funny if instead of ACT scores, you just got a star rating based on your academic performance that was – balance between your high school GPA and also how well you did on test scoring so that would kind of be the equivalent of how you do in a high school season and how you do in AAU circuit and summer camps uh, the summer camps and AAU circuits would be the equivalent of uh, your ACT and standardized and SAT test scores and then of course again high school season would be your high school uh, Yates what what star would you be if that was your rating
0: um I would be been up up there i don't i mean i don't know exactly how you'd do it but i don't i don't know four four or five i guess
1: wow Yates coming in as a five-star recruit i would without a doubt be a three-star because i guess three-star would probably be average so a three-star would be your 3.0 and you know act i guess anywhere from 21 to 25 i would imagine I, i i I, I, that, that sounds pretty average. I think that's average. Uh, I guess two star would be below average. Obviously, one star would be you know maybe not great, and that's okay. Uh, you know, rivals doesn't really have any one star players, um, but if they did, I'm sure there'd be some sleepers here and there. Randall Cobb was a two star player, uh, athletically, not academically. Uh, so I'm curious to know what every all the listeners what kind of stars they'd get if you're if you are ranked based on your Academic career, yeah, Yates. That's right. You got you were on scholarship to Louisville, correct? I was, yes. Oh man, what? Uh, I mean, you're you're just Mr. America with the <laughs> with, with the exception of the long hair.
0: I guess, yeah, sure. What? Why does anyway. why does the long hair take away from being Mr. America? What no, What, are, what are the qualifications America's for clean, being Mr. America?
1: Clean cut, you know, nice nice haircut.
0: I mean, my hair's Not, I, I, my hair's cut. I just got well, it cut last Friday. You did? I did. Well, not like like I got it trimmed. I didn't get it cut
1: so much how shorter long, than it is. Does it does it go down to your shoulders still?
0: Oh uh, no, it's never been to my shoulders.
1: I don't know. I think Trevor could attest it going down to your shoulders. How far does it go?
0: Um, I don't know, I guess like my my jawline, chin, that that range there.
1: Okay. Interesting. Well, I, I'm sure it looks great. Yeah, you can be Mr. America if you want. Thanks. Brun DMC texts back in the show and says, let's be real, I was obviously a five-star. He said he was just saying a two-star for the sake of the joke. There's the Brun DMC we all know and love. Uh, I often try to think about maybe new listeners listening to the show and just wondering what's going on. This is pretty much an average day on the Sports Talker uh, getting off track. I'm sure they probably were already thinking that before when I was talking about my dog um, looking to – you know. Pump anything in sight, <laughs> but we we do eventually get to sports talk. I promise. Don't, don't,
0: uh, don't, don't apologize or explain yourself, TJ. This is a a communal, well-rounded show.
1: We have a niche. I'd like to, I, I and then, you know, that's all I really wanted when I started this is I, I wanted to, you know, kind of have an identity as a radio show. And it's fair to say we certainly have one, right? It's, yeah. It's kind of, you know, nonsense, with a little sports talk, we don't take ourselves. I don't take myself too seriously. Clavy uh, one sixteen texting into the show that if academic star rating he'd be a four star, but his ACT would have been a two star, so overall he'd be a three star. Uh, and that's fine, you know. Some people are better in
0: what are what are the what are the ranges on on the ACT score? Like what what constitutes a
1: what constitutes a, four a star? Or, star well, or whatever. You know, like I said, I think a 21 through a 26 would be, or 21 through 25 would be a three, uh, 26 through, I guess 29, you know, I had 29 on the ACT would certainly be a five star in my book, but, uh, maybe that would be a four. And then how, how high does it go up to 34, 36, 36 that's right. Uh, so, you know, I guess anywhere from a 30 to 36 would be five and then GPA, I guess it depends on, uh you know, what classes you were taking, but a 4.0 would be a five-star, a 3.5 to a 3.8, a four, and then, you know, maybe a two-point. No, nah, nah, we'll, we'll stick it at a, at a hard 3.0 to maybe a 3.5 would be a three-star. Anything below that would be a two. That sound about right?
0: Yeah, I'll I'll go with that. That makes me a five star then, so I'm happy.
1: <laughs> I mean, just the humble bragging going on on the show today, while I'm being modest and and honest uh, that I would be a three star. I, well, that's I, I, why I asked. If you if
0: you if you classified it such on. that I was a four star, i would have been okay with that.
1: I hadn't. You know, I I, I was not a bad student by any means. I, I had good GPA and I took the te- the SAT test, and it was certainly a good enough score to get me in any colleges around here and, and uh, well, you know, maybe not center, I guess would, man, I, you know what? I could have made a case, but you guys are making me feel a little insecure now about being a three star academically. So uh, Trevor I think, think himself, you've
0: done okay for yourself. So no need to feel bad.
1: Thanks. Yates. Uh, Trevor texts in says Yates hair isn't shoulder length yet. Uh, he looks more like a Tanner Adam Morrison. <laughs> Don't tell me you have a mustache.
0: Uh, well, I, I, I had, I mean, you know, I had the the mustache and the goatee, and uh, for for reasons that I can't get into, uh, nothing bad, but I I did have just the mustache for a couple days.
1: <laughs> what what are reasons you can't get into? What is going on?
0: Nothing's going on. It was for <laughs> it was for something that some friends and I were doing. And it that is it's some kind of a project and it's not complete. And so, in case the recipients of said project are listening, which they're almost certainly not, but in case they are, I I don't want to give it away.
1: Okay. Um, then, uh, well, maybe we'll save this for next week's Ask Yates Wednesday. However, the mustache
0: Uh, has since been shaved off, so
1: that's disappointing to hear. I, I, I can't get a good mustache, and I, I'm ashamed to say that. If my mustache was a star rating, it would easily be a, a one or two.
0: I, um, I, I promise there was nothing good about the mustache. It was there.
1: It's just I, – it, I can't – you know, I can grow an okay beard. It takes some time, but I have a very tough time connecting the – my, you know, goatee jaw region to my mustache. Uh, it's disappointing, but um, okay. Okay. Uh, let's let's just take a step back, restart a little bit after the break. We'll come back, and we're going to talk more sports, some college basketball, some college football to look into uh, this weekend. Kentucky has a bye in football, so uh, a big – despite not having a game, I think this is as big as a weekend for Kentucky football to get things right. Again, just one game left in the season. Uh, Abe is going to be put somewhere else. I don't know where. Maybe I'm just going to let him go. Uh, no promises there. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We will be right back.
0: And the Sports Talker with TJ Walker. We're back here with
1: 1550 The Sports Buzz. Second segment. Uh, no puppy for this segment, so everything should be good. Uh, interesting night of college basketball last night. Oklahoma, a ranked team, goes down to Creighton. I uh, don't really know what to make of Creighton uh, without Doug McDermott. Dougie McBuckets. We'll learn more about Creighton as the season goes on. Wisconsin gets a win at home against Green Bay. Frank Kaminsky almost got put on a poster. Uh, Would have been the dunk of the year, and homeboy from Green Bay just missed the dunk, but it would have been awesome. Uh, Arizona was trailing UC Irvine in the second half with around 10 minutes to go in that game. Uh, Hollis Jefferson had a, a dunk on a seven, six guy, Arizona went on to win, ended up winning by 17 down at halftime. So it's funny, you heard so much. And maybe it's just because people don't follow West coast sports, uh, when you're living on the East coast as much as, you know, it's understandable West West coast sports. You don't hear as much about, but, uh, you see Ir- Irvine up at halftime at Arizona. And, and when, when Buffalo did it against Kentucky, Well, the the sky temporarily was falling. Uh, Of course, Kentucky dominates the second half, ends up winning by 19. And then that Kansas game makes you completely forget about anything that Kentucky did against Buffalo. Uh, But nobody really is panicking about Arizona. And my point is they shouldn't. Teams can have bad halves early in the year. You can have bad halves late in the year. Uh, but it's being able to find a way to turn it around and win the game, and especially winning the game easy. I mean, they won by 17 points. They outscored UC Irvine by 20 points in the second half. And, uh, but you did hear a lot more about Kentucky's struggles against Buffalo than you ever did against Arizona. But my point is, you shouldn't hear it about anybody. Uh, Gonzaga continues to just pound teams, beating St. Jo- Joseph 94 to 42. Uh, it's not, you know, maybe the best schedule start for Gonzaga they did play SMU at home on Monday uh, and they won that game by 16 points I'm not high on SMU I wasn't high on SMU last year Uh, I think even on this radio show I went on several rants about how SMU did not deserve to be in the NCAA tournament they wouldn't win an NCAA tournament game and I didn't think they'd do very well in the NIT Uh, if, if they had Emmanuel Moutier I would be singing a completely different tune Uh, But besides that, I just don't think there's a bunch of talent there. I don't think they're a very big team. Um, So I'm not very high on SMU. Again, they're going to be playing in the American Athletic Conference, so they might be able to finish top four, top three in that conference and and rack up a lot of wins. Uh, But I'm not going to consider that a great win for Gonzaga at this point of the year. And it, it won't get much better until they play Arizona December 6th, and then that will be a must-watch game. It's at Arizona, so you probably expect the Wildcats to be able to win that game. But for all those, including Stove on the G-Chat, who are doubting Gonzaga and wondering if they're a good team or a bad team, well, they're, they're taking care of bad teams like good teams do and, and dominating. So a uh, lot to like about Gonzaga. And it, it, it's, it's weird seeing Kyle Wiltshire play for them. Uh, an emphasis was on him putting on a lot of strength. I don't know if he necessarily looks stronger. I mean, it may be a little more toned, uh, but he he looks skinnier. He looks like he lost a little weight. Again, he he might have lost weight, bad weight. So again, he might be a little more toned, but uh, doesn't necessarily look bigger in the games that I saw. He's not really doing a lot different. Than he did at Kentucky, maybe playing you know a more versatile four than he did at Kentucky, putting the ball on the floor maybe a little bit more, but nothing drastic. Uh, but overall, you can't really blame him for transferring. Probably the right decision because last year's front court absolutely loaded. They said he would have redshirted last year, so this would have been his return from a redshirt year, and and the front court's even more stacked. And you know I don't know who you could say. He would certainly play over on this UK team. I uh, did help Kentucky win a national championship. So I'm sure there's not any bad feelings from Kyle Wilcher, uh, and Kentucky fans. So a big win for Gonzaga last night, uh, Cincinnati played Moorhead state, a little local interest there in both, in both aspects. They won by eight Northern Kentucky gets a win. Um, I'm just, I'm happy to be able to talk college basketball and we do have some interesting games tonight. Texas at Iowa again. Texas hasn't played anybody up to this point; they only played two games. That's that's kind of the norm for most teams. Uh, but Iowa on the road will be. Uh, it, it's on a neutral side in New York, but that will be a a, a tougher test. I expect that they're going to win that game, but we're going to finally get to see Miles Turner on a bigger stage, and I'm excited to see that. That'll be at seven o'clock. I think Texas is really good. I uh, said on the show. Yesterday, that I think that they might be the team to beat in the Big 12 above Kansas. I just experienced in, in a deep team. So get a chance to check them out tonight. SMU, Indiana. Uh, in Indiana. Yates, can you listen to the that game here? You can. All righty. So you can listen to the Hoosiers here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. As they take on SMU, This same SMU team I was just talking about not being a great team. Uh, Indiana hasn't played. Any great teams up to this point—that that's not really an insult to those other teams. It's just the facts. Uh, so SMU will be their first real test of the season. They're going to be getting a couple guys back from suspension, so IU will be uh, close to full strength. And I- I'm interested to see this game. I-, I do think IU will win. I don't think they'll have much trouble with SMU again because I don't think SMU is a very good team, but SMU is a well-coached team. Uh, so we'll see what. What that does, we'll, we'll learn a little bit more about IU. A, a relatively easy schedule start of the year for Indiana, with the exception of maybe the Louisville game. They will play Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not great, but that'll be a tough game, and uh, they'll play Butler again. Butler not great, could be a tough game, and they'll also play Georgetown uh, again. Georgetown not great, but could be a relatively tough game. But besides that, it's a lot of cupcakes. Uh, so this this will kind of give us a better idea of where IU will be trending. Uh, if, if it could possibly be an NCAA tournament year for the Hoosiers. Um, excited to be able to watch that game and then uh, plenty of other ranked teams playing tonight. Connecticut, as I said, already got the win, uh, but no no real great matchups with the exception of maybe Texas, Iowa, and SMU, Indiana. Uh, switch gears, we're going to get back to basketball, I promise. Uh, switch gears, Kentucky's bye week Uh, Just a huge week, a a huge week for Kentucky to get healthier uh, and to kind of get some confidence back. I mean, there's really no reason for the football team to be confident, but it's going to be, you know, uh, Bud Dupree, Z'Darrius Smith, uh, some guys that have been through a lot of Kentucky's program. It's going to be their last game and... You know, like we talked about after the Tennessee game, I thought the players were starting maybe not to trust one another, kind of get upset about the effort that some of their teammates were showing. Hopefully, they'll figure all that stuff out. And again, you know, even if Kentucky's playing at their best, they're gonna. Well, let me say this: they're gonna have to play at their best to to beat Louisville. And I don't know if that necessarily means that Louisville could play. You know, if Louisville's playing their best at home, Kentucky's playing their best. Louisville's gonna win. That's that's not gonna shock anybody, me saying that. Uh, but what if Kentucky's playing their best and Louisville has an average game? Will that be enough? Uh, we'll see. but I, I think without a doubt for Kentucky to be able to steal one in Papa Johns, they're going to have to play their uh, as good as they've played in weeks because they, maybe the Mississippi State game, and that was in late October. So it's been it'll be over a month since UK's put out an effort on the field that I think UK fans could be proud of. They need to get back to that. I, I don't know how. I don't know if there's a quick fix. I do think having a little rest, getting some banged-up guys feeling better and, and mentally being able to take a break, I think that will go a long way. But just how long, how far can that go uh, remains to be seen. Um, it's going to be interesting, though. Even, even if Kentucky were to beat Louisville and go into the offseason uh, with some momentum, I'm expecting there there could be some changes, and especially with a loss, uh, I think you're going to see a, a different looking Kentucky team next year, and maybe not necessarily even from a staff standpoint. Although there have been some rumblings about Neil Brown possibly going back to Troy, uh, but even if you know everybody on staff is still around for next season, I think you're going to see the identity of the team change a little bit and what they're trying to do. Uh, I think Kentucky could go away from the air raid offense. I, I really do. You know, uh, not necessarily. And you look at it now, and it's it's not really an air raid offense. And again, this isn't a secret. If Louisville's coaching staff is listening, this isn't going to change their game plan. But it's really not an air raid offense. It's it's more of a ground raid that's calling themselves an air raid because that's what they want to do. But they they just don't have the weapons or the tools. But you're still playing that style and just putting more of an emphasis on the run. I think you're gonna. They they could possibly scratch that after the year, and again, you, you could say that's crazy because, hey, they don't even have their pieces in yet. You're not really even giving it a chance. But Mark Stoops has never really been a huge fan of the air raid, and according to who you ask, Neil Brown might have not been his first choice as athletic director. But uh, some boosters and maybe Mitch Barnhart stepped in and said, "We feel that this would be a good guy to hire offensive side of the ball," and as you have it. Mark Stoops likes Neil Brown, and there's not any problems there. Neil Brown's doing a good job recruiting, or the staff that he's built is doing a good job recruiting. I just think you're going to see Kentucky's identity as an offense change to where they're going to want to be balanced. They're not going to be scared to try to run it down people's throats, and they're also going to want to have a quarterback that's going to be able to sling it around a little bit. They they won't want to have to rely on one or the other. Maybe you go away from the fast tempo that Neil Brown has put an emphasis on. It'll be interesting to see, though. Uh, but I do fully expect some changes. It, it would just be, I think, a little bit better for everybody if they did these changes heading into the off season, coming on off a a win over your rival, and heading to a bowl game, getting more time to prepare, getting the young guys. But it was interesting yesterday hearing some of the coaches talk and talk a lot about how impressive the redshirt freshmen have be uh, have been, and I don't know if that's necessarily them just saying that to get fans excited about next season and about the future or if that's actually true I'm sure it's a little bit of both but it it's you know there's as if sitting on five wins and playing your rival uh saying that the Kentucky Louisville game is a big game for Kentucky uh, it's an understatement i mean there's a lot more there besides those two obvious things uh, just from a, a momentum standpoint for the program, so we'll have to see. Louisville Notre Dame this weekend in South Bend. Yates, what are what's your thoughts on this game? It, it, the line opened up. I think Notre Dame given seven and a half, and now it's all the way down to three. You feeling good about a, a, a chance for Louisville to head up north and come back with a win?
0: Uh, I feel okay. I'm. I'm I don't know that I would predict a win. I think they definitely can win. Notre Dame's uh, struggled the last few weeks. Uh, so I think you're probably getting them at a good time. Uh, but, you know, it's it's hard to say with the quarterback change. I don't think that – I mean, I think Reggie's okay, but I don't think he's the best option there if you've got a healthy Will Gardner. Uh, but I – mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll say they have a, a good shot at winning, but I, I don't know that I will say it's a guarantee by any means.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a good chance uh, for Louisville coming off a bye. They've gotten a lot of time to prepare for Notre Dame and then getting Reggie Bonifon more comfortable in the offense. So that, that's a that's a positive. Uh, I think Notre Dame, it, it certainly doesn't help Louisville them coming off a loss just from a, you know, maybe a, they're a little ticked off standpoint looking to make things right uh, it would be uncharacteristic for Notre Dame to to lose two consecutive home games but we'll see Uh, you know I I think Louisville does have a a solid chance to be able to go in there and get the win Notre Dame's banged up Uh, Golson's banged up looks like he's going to play and and be ready to play I don't know if that's necessarily even a good thing for Notre Dame Uh, but I'm curious to see it and the weird thing about this Louisville team and Depending on what happens these last two games, I guess if Louisville were to win and then maybe win a, their bowl game and finish with ten wins, maybe that changes the storyline of this year changes. But Yates, you can you can tell me if I'm wrong, and it and it being the first year in the ACC that may change things. But this just seems like from the outside looking in, like a pretty forgettable year for for Louisville. No big wins. Again, you beat Notre Dame, that changes things. You, you beat your rival Kentucky, you finish on a three-game win streak. Maybe that changes things. But no big signature wins, and really, I guess, the only team that you could have beaten to get that is at Clemson would have been nice, your first time you know, playing there in the ACC. Florida State, obviously, is the one that jumps out. Uh, but it's kind of just been a vanilla year. You haven't beaten anybody good. You, you've lost to Virginia, and, and Clemson's not a bad loss by any means, but you know, no terrible losses. Is that accurate, Yates?
0: Uh, I don't know that I would. Go far. I mean, assuming they win their next two games, you'll. I mean, that's beating Notre Dame, even if they're, you know, not ranked. They're not the Notre Dame that everybody thought they were at the beginning of the year. That's still a big deal, especially going to South Bend and beating them. I mean, you finish your next two, you win your next two games. You're nine and three in your first year in the ACC, which I think is. As, as good or better than most people expected. There are some people out there that thought that they would win, you know, 10 games or, you know, potentially more. But I think 9-3 and three is a pretty good season for your first year in the ACC. Uh, and then depending on what, what bowl game you get, I mean, you, I mean if you finish 9-3, and three, you're going to go to a, probably a pretty good bowl. So, I, yeah, I don't know that I would call it a forgettable season by any means.
1: I, I just feel like there hasn't been as much... Excitement, and that's part of it because the ACC has been a bit underwhelming. You know, that Miami game was really fun, but Miami's just turned out to be a, a pretty average to mediocre team. And really, nobody else has jumped out in the ACC as a, a great team, uh, with the exception of Florida State. Even Clemson's, you know, having a, a, a rough year, all things considered. Um, but again, like, like, like you said and like I mentioned, they, they have a chance to change that and Beating Notre Dame would be huge. Uh, it does seem like Louisville's going to have a great crowd there. And then beating Kentucky again, you know, there's never a bad time or a forgettable time to beat your rival. That's something that uh, is big for any program. So uh, if that happens, maybe that can change. I just feel right now it's just kind of been a, a vanilla year. Um, but still a lot of football left to play. And I uh, can't wait till next week to be able to preview and talk that UK Uval game. We haven't been able to... Preview or talk talking UK games since uh, the NCAA tournament game. And with that, really, that's the only one we've done since the Sports Talker has been around since January or February. So uh, that'll be interesting. And, and the first time these two teams will play late in the year, late in November, it's going to be Thanksgiving. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff to talk about there. We're going to head to our last commercial break. I'm going to come back, give you the PT's picks of the week. We'll wrap up this show and head into the weekend for me at least. Uh, on a positive note so stick around here on 1450 the Sports Buzz we will be right back Whatever it is.
0: Listening to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker on 1450 The Sports Buzz.
1: We're back here. 1450 The Sports Buzz. One last segment. It's funny how many of my friends call me during three to four as if they don't know I'm doing a radio show. I mean, maybe they just don't really realize the time. Uh, But really, there's some friends I have that I question if they even know that I do this. Uh, You know, not a big deal, but I've had two during today's show. Uh, Haven't gotten back to them, and I imagine they're probably not listening to the show. Some interesting news here. Uh, UK, uh, the NCAA announced today that Rupp Arena for women's basketball will be hosting some regionals. So there is a chance... and this is in 2016, 2017, 2018, there's a chance that during those years, they won't have to leave the city of Lexington to get to a Final Four. And in 2016, the Final Four is in Indy. In 2018, the Final Four is in Columbus, both within three and a half, four hours of Lexington – But it's crazy to me, and and with Rupp Arena hosting those regionals, in in women's basketball, uh, higher seeds can host first and second round games in the NCAA tournament. So theoretically, if Kentucky gets a a good enough seed, they can, and and now some of my friends are just calling me to be losers, uh, ones that I know listen to the show. Uh, (laughs) uh, But Kentucky's women could host the games in Memorial Coliseum first and second round, and then head over to Rupp Arena for Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. Also big news for Louisville's women's because that's just an hour away, and, and Louisville's women's basketball has a pretty solid fan base. So uh, Kentucky and Louisville could be playing each other for final four appearances in, in women's basketball, much like uh, much like they did this past season in men's basketball. Anyways, let's waste no time and get to our P.T.'s Picks of the Week. But before I waste no time, I'm going to waste a little bit of time. Gates, what am I going to do after football season ends or uh, as we take a break for bowl season? A- am I going to do the, the Picks of the Week for basketball and, and just do the weekend games? What, what are we going to do there? Um,
0: Gosh, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I mean, you could do them just for the weekend games or you could do them like Monday for like pick out five top twenty-five games and do do them on Mondays for the you know throughout that week something like that I don't know.
1: Well, it's tough to get spreads that early for college basketball games, and it may be, even be tough to get spreads on Friday for college basketball for games on Saturday. I mean, they take their time with college basketball games, uh, so we'll have to see. You know, maybe I could just pick five games throughout the week. Maybe a game on Monday, maybe a game on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, so on. I, I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. We've got a little more time before we have to to worry about that. But as of right now, I, nothing's nothing set in stone. If you have an idea for that, let us know. I uh, would love to hear from us. All right, so let's waste no time. Thirty two twenty one. After uh, uh, two weeks ago, we go two and three. Bounce after again being above five hundred for the for the longest time. We dipped below two weeks ago and then I bounced back with a four and one week with the one loss coming to SMU. And Yates, I don't know if you remember what I said on Monday. I'm declaring war on SMU. I am I'm picking against SMU until I win again. And when I win against SMU, I'll stop. But I'm sick of them for two straight weeks. Two weeks ago keeping me from above five hundred, last week keeping me from above a perfect five and a week. They're they're the worst team in football and they deserve Deserve to get beat every game, and they deserve to get beat by a bunch every game. So this week they're playing at Central Florida. Central Florida is a 28 and a half point favorite. Uh, I'm not that high on Central Florida. I don't think they're a great team, but I'm going to take them to cover. Again, this is completely personal. And Central Florida six and three on the year. They don't have a ton of blowout wins, but I, I do think that they'll get one. I, I do think they'll get one Saturday. Uh, it is gonna be their senior day, so you know maybe that will make it a, a bit more enticing for them. So that's my one pick. I don't like making it personal uh, you know that's not a when you're doing picks of the week and you're doing a college football pick 'em or whatever you're however you're using these picks. that's not the best way to go about it, but enough is enough with SMU. Enough is enough. Uh, so that's my first pick. The second one, Northwestern in a pick 'em game at Purdue. and uh, this is a this is a tough pick, but you gotta imagine. Northwestern coming off a, a very emotional win at Notre Dame. Maybe, you know, they don't have their maybe they don't play as well, but I would I would be surprised if they had as big of a letdown to lose to Purdue. Purdue on a four-game losing streak, uh, only one of those games within 14 points. Uh, so I think Northwestern should be be able to get a win and, and and Purdue has to be looking a little bit ahead to the Indiana game a huge rivalry, Uh, so Northwestern should win. And all they have to do is win by one point, and they'll be fine. Uh, They are 4-6 and on the year. It hasn't been a great year for Northwestern. Could still get to a bowl game. I think they win. Second pick, and this is an interesting one. And this is really, you know, I'm not picking a lot of great games this Saturday because there's not a lot of great college football games out there, but this is certainly one of the better ones. Arkansas plus three and a half at home versus Ole Miss. I'm taking Arkansas. I think Arkansas is not a terrible team. I I think they've just kind of been beaten up in the SEC West, but at home they're pretty good. They've played some good teams, close a lot of good teams, close. Uh, Obviously beat LSU. Ole Miss I don't think has a very good offense. They have a good defense, but this could be a low-scoring game, and Ole Miss could win by three points. And if you're getting them at three and a half, you're still you're gonna. If you're getting Arkansas three and a half, you're still gonna win. So I I think Arkansas will win, but I do think they certainly cover three and a half. I I feel good about that one. That might come as a surprise to some people, uh, but I feel good about that one. So next pick moving right along, Washington at home versus Oregon State. Washington's given six. Uh, Would be lying if I said I knew a lot about either team, but I know that Washington is a much better team at home than on the road. Uh, Oregon State, the same way, but unfortunately for them, they will be on the road. Uh, Washington just has to win by touchdown. That shouldn't be an issue. And last pick, this is a a strange one as well. Again, kind of going outside my realm of knowledge. Houston at home giving 21 to Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa's a really bad team. And we uh, had taken them last week for their game against SMU. And uh, it but they didn't cover. Houston's coming off a bye week and a loss, so you know they've they've been revving to get out there. I don't think they have any problems with Tulsa. Twenty one points—that's a lot, but that that sh- that should be doable. Uh, I I think we're we're gonna have a good week this week, and uh, you know what? I, I I never want to have a week below five hundred. But if I were to go below five hundred, and it meant, but SMU didn't cover against Central Florida, I'd be okay with that. Because, again, enough is enough with SMU. They had they had won me so many picks in my college football pick throughout the year, and then all of a sudden they started being cute and covering. Just unbelievable. Yates, how do you feel about those picks?
0: Still uh, pretty good. Uh, the only one I would maybe question would be Ole Miss and Arkansas. But you're right. Arkansas has played well at home, so I, you know it's possible.
1: Yeah, I, I feel good about that one. That's one I do feel good about, and that you know, me saying that's probably gonna end up burning me. Uh, Yates, give me a Louisville Notre Dame prediction.
0: I'll go with Louisville twenty-seven, Notre Dame twenty-four.
1: Oh, interesting. I, I really don't know who to who to pick here. I I, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I do think it's going to be a little bit more high scoring. Uh, so I, I I just for just for the Louisville fans that listen, I'll go with Louisville thirty-one, Notre Dame thirty. A really close game, uh, back and forth. A lot of offense, I I, I imagine. Um, but I, again, excited to get up there and see and see. Notre Dame's whole campus football stadium, the environment. Um, It's going to be cold and rainy though, so that won't be fun. Uh, We'll see running out of time though. So be happy to recap all this on Monday and uh, get to start previewing the UK football game and and more basketball. Kentucky's got two basketball games this weekend. Shouldn't be any issues there. Uh, Louisville has a game. Don't see any upsets happening for either team. So thanks for listening and enjoy tomorrow on my day off and, uh, we'll see you on Monday here on 1450 the sports bus. my
0: Kentucky home. They say, Welcome to the 502. Take the Georgia Boys, how Kentucky do.
1: Priest classics, Kentucky.